Changing minds one thought at a time Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Akina. Good evening. How are you doing, Jessica? I am doing awesome, and I am so excited to be back with everyone on the call tonight. And um, thank you, Akina, for the last three wonderful podcasts um, while I was away. So some of you, you know, may be listening in for the first time tonight and may not know what we're talking about. And some welcome back to our, you know, loyal listeners who follow us every week. And you guys may have noticed on the last three podcasts, you know, for the last week and a half, I was um, and I was, you know, actually away. I was in San Diego for a um, celebration event for just the accomplishments that the amazing that I work with has accomplished this year. And you know, I was spending an entire week immersed in just personal development and listening to some amazing speakers and people who really just inspired me. And I'm excited to bring a lot of what I learned at that conference back here to you guys tonight. And, you know, we, uh, Akina and I are both committed so much to personal development, and we believe so strongly in investing in ourselves and investing in yourself. You know, you are your greatest asset. You are your greatest investment. And, you know, um, just like we do these calls and we want to motivate you, you know, we're constantly immersing ourselves to, in with the, around people who are constantly attending events and listening to podcasts and webinars to try and make ourselves better. So, you know, thank you, everyone, for allowing me that time to uh, grow as a person so I can help and teach everyone even more. Um, Akina, so how, how's it doing down in, uh, down in, in, in Alabama tonight? What, what's it looking like over there? Well, we had a little rain, but now it's very uh, calm and peaceful, very Nice weather right now. How about New York? Uh, right, very. Yeah, very good. We seem to be having in the middle of a storm now. And, you know, if, if for some reason that um, I was to lose my reception because we are in the middle of a lightning storm, you know, I will do our best to get that working. So um, let's send a prayer right now so that we don't have any technical difficulties. So, you know, when I was at my conference tonight, um, excuse me, last week, you know, what I noticed was that, so many people, you know, when they when I ask them, wow, so what is your plan? You know, what are you working on for your goals? You know, when are you going to get started? They had these great dreams, and they had these plans, but they weren't really quite ready to implement them. You know, they kept telling me, okay, you know what, I'm getting ready to do this. And they would make these elaborate goals, and they spent so much time figuring out what they were going to do to get started, but they never got started. And, you know, one of them, um, one of the speakers at the conference, Jeffrey Combs, and, you know, he kind of always says on his podcast, you know, he says, you got to stop getting ready to get ready. So many people just get ready to, to get ready and start their goals. They don't ever actually do it. And that's what we wanted to talk about tonight. You know, now is the time to get started creating the life of your dreams. So, you know, a lot of times, and we've talked about this before, people kind of have it backwards. People often think, okay, you know what, I have to um, do something so I can be a certain way so I can start to work on my goals or so I can have something. So, you know, let's say that, you know, Akina and I are professional network marketers. So let's say, okay, you know what, um, Akina's trying to lose weight. I'm trying to really implement my athletic status. So either one of us could say, okay, you know what, when I am – an elite athlete or when I lose the way to hit my weight goal. Well, then 
going to be a good model um, for the, the products we're using, and then I'll start my business. But that's really not how it works. You know, you have to actually be a certain way before you achieve your goals and before you really then become that successful person. And we're here to tell you tonight that you know what, the time is now. The time to get started is right now. You know, don't come up, having a plan is wonderful, and having an outline is great. You know, I um, have done a lot of studying and organization. I've done a lot of work in trying to figure out um, how to best organize my time and leverage my time. But the way that you start working in your goals is not always necessarily to just make this great plan and structure. It's just to go out and do it. And that's what I want to tell you. Today. If there's something in your heart that you want to do, then just go out and do it. And, you know, more than a step-by-step guide for getting there, the most important thing is knowing your purpose and knowing your passion. Now, Akina, I know you're big on talking about your passion and your purpose, and in your life, you know, your purpose and your passion has guided you more than anything else. So I don't know, why don't you share a little bit with us about, you know, why it's so important to know the reason you want to get started rather than knowing the steps you need to take to get started? Well, you know, you know inside you what makes you work, what makes you tick, what you need to do to live in your purpose. You do. You know that. And it's just a feeling. You know when you're going in the wrong direction and when you're going into the right direction. Uh, prime example, the reason why I have uh, my current job, I could have just sat on that call that I received. I could have just sat on it. You know, they called me and said, you know, if you're interested, uh, we can set up an interview. I could have sat on that. I could have thought about it. I could have meditated on it, all of that. But, no, I just made the phone call. It was no thought in it. I just returned the phone call, and that was it. They could have decided not to return the call. They could have decided to go with other people. That's all well and good. But I did my part. You have to go out and do your part. And that's the point. You know, when you're sitting there waiting to get ready, you're not doing your part. You're planning your part. You're not doing your part. And in order for anything to get done, action has to happen. Planning is an action, yes, but it's not execution. And your goals happen when execution happens. So that's the difference between planning it and doing it. When there's an actual action happening towards the goal towards the purpose. And when as long as we're planning, we're not executing. Does that make sense, Jessica? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we don't want to necessarily say that planning is a bad thing. And Akin and I both are big on planning, but planning doesn't always happen necessarily before you get started. Because if you keep waiting to get started until your plan is perfect, I mean, life changes. Every day you wake up and your situation's a little bit different. And you know something? There's never going to be a perfect time. You know, something's always going to come up. You know, something, your car is going to break down. You're going to, you know, a new person is going to enter into your family. You know, something. You know, you may start a new job. You may lose a job. There may be a sporting event. There may be some, there's always something, someone's wedding, someone's anniversary, someone's birthday party, some bill to pay this month. You know, and and oftentimes people say, I'm going to start when the time is right. Well, the time is now, and there's never going to be that absolute perfect time. I mean, I'd love to share with you guys how I got started as a runner. 
So some of you may know that, um, you know, I run now. And if you've been listening to our calls, you'll know that that's been a huge purpose for me as uh, improving my health, improving my, um, you know, living my ideal body, that being able to run has been a, a huge motivation for me. And I often share about some of my victories and some of the lessons I learned running because, you know, you do learn a lot of lessons. I, I ran a um, half marathon actually just yesterday, and I learned a very valuable lesson about the socks I was wearing because by the time the run was over, you know, my feet were a mess. I had worn wrong, the wrong socks, and I learned a lesson. I'll never do that again. But most of the lessons that I learned, you know, really are very mental and very, you know, learning about myself and learning about perseverance. But, you know, my very first run, and some of you may think, okay, well, you know what, Jess, like you were a runner your whole life or you were running since high school. And, you know, if you look at my profile on, on Facebook or even on our current page, you know, there's pictures of me running. You may think that. But the truth is I decided to run this January, and you know, less than a year ago. It was my New Year's resolution that I wanted to run. And my, you know, I put it down on paper on my New Year's resolution. I always write everything down. I believe in you know, if you write it down, it just makes it more likely it's going to happen. But I wrote down, I am going to run. So the day that I wrote that down, you know, I had really not been necessarily healthy yet. I hadn't lost a ton of weight yet. I still had weight to lose. I had never run before in my entire life. And, you know, I often joke that prior to actually running my first race, the only place I ever had run before was, like, from the couch to the bathroom in college days, you know, after a night of drinking. But I was in completely inexperienced running. I was overweight. I didn't have the right shoes. I didn't have any equipment. I didn't know even that runners needed equipment. I didn't know what to wear. But I decided to sign up for a race. And the distances were kind of irrelevant to me. You know, I had never run down the block. And truthfully, I didn't even think I had the ability to run from the beginning of the block to the end. And, you know, but I decided I was going to sign up. And it was a four-mile race. This was my very first race. And it was freezing in New York. I mean, it was that Arctic vortex that, you know, you someone sent over to us, and it was, you know, absolutely, like, breaking, you know, record-breaking temperatures in New York, below freezing. And I had no idea, you know, what I was doing. And now it's snowing outside. And you get an email. We got an, and I just signed up for the very first race that, you know, after New Year's. So I think it was the January 2nd. And many of you may, who live in New York may remember that day in New York, it was snowing really, really hard. I had to get up really early because I was afraid the subway would be shut down and I wouldn't be able to get into Manhattan from the Bronx where I live. So, you know, I woke up to an email that morning saying, listen, the run, you know, is on for people that are diehard and, and I think it said uh, maybe uh, crazy enough to have run, but they said, but listen, if you sign up for this race, we can't refund your money, but what we're going to do is count it towards, you know, having points. So in New York City, to qualify for the New York City Marathon, you have to do nine races and volunteer one race. They said, listen, we're going to count this for everyone. Whether you come or not, we will count this race for you, and, and you can sign up for another race. No, they said, if you want to run it, come run it, but just know the, it's kind of dangerous outside right now. There's snow on the course. It's wet. You know, they had water cups, but by the time the race had even started, their water was completely frozen. So you were, there was really no water. And I remember being at that race at the start line because, you know, I wanted to run this race. I had committed to my goal, and, and nothing was going to stop me. You know, there were men, and they had beards, and they had icicles in their beards. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen because they had, you know, been jogging to warm up. And you know, you see everyone running. 
everyone's in their running gear. And I looked around and I noticed that I was slightly overdressed. <laughs> you know, at the time, like, I had thought I guess I was going to, you know, maybe, like, snowshoeing in Alaska. I had worn, like, two pants. I wore, you know, tights. And then I wore, like, leggings and or thermal underwear. And I had on sweatpants. And I had on, like, two pairs of socks. And I had on, like, sneakers that barely fit. They were you know, brand-new sneakers I wore, bought the night before, and they weren't even running shoes. I didn't even own sneakers, and they were just, you know, whatever. They were models, and they said running on them. And what did I know about running at the time? So I bought them. And they were slightly, you know, my feet barely fit into them with all my socks and layers. And, you know, and, and then I had on my, my layers of jackets. I had on this very large fleece hoodie. And then I had on a down jacket, like my biggest down jacket, and I had hats and scarves and gloves and a ski mask on. And I'm looking around, and everyone else around me just had on, you know, a windbreaker, a long sleeve shirt, and running tights and sneakers. And they looked at me like I was completely crazy. And, you know, I had no idea what I was doing at the time. I had no idea, you know, what, how to run. I didn't know I could do it. I certainly wasn't a runner. I had absolutely no training. I had never run before. But you know what? I did it. I made it across that finish line. And making it across that finish line, that was probably the best feeling of my entire life. And, you know, since then, I've actually made it across a lot of finish lines. I, you know, probably ran definitely more than a dozen, but probably even more races this year. And, you know, now that I'm trained, I can tell you I'm, I wear the right gear. And most of the time, you know, it's weekend ahead of little slip up, but I wear the right gear, and my times are much, much better than they were in that first race, and instead of walking most of the race, I'm running the majority of the race, and I'm faster, and and I've even placed in in a race recently, but, you know, I can tell you something. I learned my lesson, and now I have a plan, and now I have training, and yes, I do a better job running, but what it really took and where it all got started was that very first run where I had no idea what I was doing. The timing was wrong. It was the most awful and absolute worst time to start running. I mean, they literally send an email out saying you're crazy if you run today, but for those of you that are crazy enough, we'll have the run anyway. And I was one of those people who said, you know what, I'm crazy enough because I understand my passion, I understand my purpose, I understand my why. And because I get why I want to do it, I don't need anything else. I didn't need to train. I didn't need the gear. I didn't need a plan of action. I just needed a purpose. And, you know, for me, my purpose was that I wanted to live in my ideal body. And that purpose continues to drive me every day and every day when I'm making choices on what I'm going to eat or if I'm going to get out of bed and turn off that alarm clock and get up and do my prayers and meditation and exercise before work or just sleep an extra hour, you know, that purpose drives me every moment of every day. And when you have a purpose and you're truly living into your purpose, you know, it consumes you. And it just doesn't matter anymore. And I'm telling you today, you know what, if there's something that you want to do, if there's a goal that you have and you've been saying, okay, I want to get started, but you always say tomorrow, 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 get started today. And you know what, you don't need a plan because if you haven't gotten started yet, you need your purpose. Because if you knew your purpose, if you knew your why, if you understood what it was that motivated you, you wouldn't be sitting here and saying, okay, I'm going to wait until tomorrow. I'm going to wait until I have a savings. I'm going to wait until I pay off my debt. I'm going to wait until I lose the weight. I'm going to wait until I'm training. You know, waiting is over. It is time today. The time is now that you start creating the life that you want to live. Wow, Jessica, that was 
powerful story. That was a powerful story. Thank you for sharing it with us. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm looking at this thing too, you know, it is pretty ideal running conditions in New York this year. And the temperature was is pretty uncharacteristically low in um, a lot of the races I've run. But, yeah, something I'm looking forward to those kind of gnarly races again in a few months when, you know, it's cold and there's less people. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of become a bit exciting. But you know what? Yeah, everyone understands that you have to find the purpose. You have to understand and find what motivates you. You know, and, and it's okay. No matter what your purpose is, there's no purpose that's wrong. There's no purpose that's silly, and it doesn't matter what my purpose is. Different than your purpose. You know, you, there's no such thing as a bad reason to want something or a bad thing to want. Just about figuring out what you want and going to get it. So, Jessica, do you think that your running would have been different if you had waited till a better condition? You know, something I think if I would have rated, I would have never been a runner today. I mean, really, right? If I would have said in January, okay, I'm going to be a runner this year in 2014. Well, you know, how many of us set resolutions and we set goals and they sound really great? We may really mean them at the time. But do you really think that come spring I still would have had that same motivation or reason or passion? Or, you know, would I really have wanted to get started in April? You know, I would have found something else to do. And I could have sat here and said, okay, you know, I'm going to wait till the temperature is right or I'm going to wait to do my first race until I could, you know, run a mile or run four miles. But you know what? Like, it took me a long time to be able to run that distance without, you know, needing to stop or to walk. And it would have, I would have been discouraged. I would have gotten burned out if I was waiting to be a certain way. I was waiting to reach a certain state before I just kind of jumped into my goals and jumped into my passion. But, you know, I probably never would have got started. And that's what I want you to understand is there's never going to be that perfect time. So you, if you're waiting for that time, you're going to wait until the day that you die. And you're going to regret it. You know, and that's what I want everyone to, to do is to understand, like, if you keep waiting, you're never going to do it and you're going to regret it in the end. You know, when the time has passed, because there's only certain windows of opportunity, like Akina said, you know, she got that phone call, she reacted right away. You know, she may not have known all that information, but she learned it later. And, and what if she lost her window of opportunity? You know, none of us know what tomorrow holds for us. And, you know, we don't know if tomorrow is going to be too late. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, we pray that everyone has tomorrow and that, you know, none of, nothing happens to any of us. And we have long, healthy lives. But we don't want to put ourselves in a position where at the end of our life we're looking back and saying, man, I wish I would have acted on this. You know, I wonder what it would have been like if I would have taken, you know, a risk and I would have done my dreams. And I'm here to tell you today, you know what, the biggest risk is not taking a step when you're not ready or when you feel like you're not ready. The biggest risk is not starting when the time is not right. The biggest risk is never starting and looking back later and wondering what if. What would my life have been like if I would have started? If I would have created a life of my dreams, if I would have left out on faith and I would have just taken that chance on me, what would my life have been like? Never finding that out, that's the biggest risk you could ever take because you have the ability to create something beautiful. 
Every one of us is endowed with this amazing power and gift to be whoever we want to be, to create whatever we want, and we don't have to accept the life we're living. We don't need to have these small, tiny visions of what our life can look like. You know, we can be anyone. There's nothing we can't do. The only limit to who we can be is what we can see. But if you never actually start, if you never, if you, if you don't take that image, you don't take that perception, and like the keynote says, you don't act on it, it's always going to be a vision. It's always going to be an image. It's always going to be a meditation. And you know what? When you get up off your knees, when you're praying and you get up off your knees, you need to get out and you need to do it. Whatever you ask God for, you know, if you say, to, you know, what does the Bible say? It says, you know, knock and it shall be given. Ask and you shall receive. But you know what? It's not going to just materialize magically. You know, God is not a magician. You need to act on it. So if you say to God, I want to be a runner, or you say, you know what, I want to be healthy, I want to get my doctorate. If you say, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be able to travel. I want to give this to my family. I want my kids' education paid for. I want to live in a new house. Well, you know what? God's not going to pick you up and transplant you to a new house. You actually need to go to the bank. You need to get a real estate agent. There's things you need to do. So you know what? You, you just don't sit there and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to meditate this on it. Vision boards are wonderful. Affirmations are wonderful. We talk about how Keen and I, we talk about using them every day, and I use my vision boards every day. Today, I actually I carry my vision boards with me in my planner and I have vision boards for every single month. And today, you know, I, I was at a family barbecue, and there were things that were tempting me to eat that are not part of my typical diet. And I literally went into my purse. I took out my vision board, and I saw pictures of the medals for the races I'm training for next month. And I said, I want to wear that medal, so I'm not going to eat this. And you know what? It takes action. It's not just a pretty picture. And the life of your dreams is not this pretty picture in your head. It is a reality that you can create, but you have to do something to create it. And, you know, stop waiting. Stop waiting for someone else to do something. Stop waiting for someone else to hand something to you. Just go get it. Just do it and do it now. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, you never know when the opportunity is the last opportunity. You know, there's no reason for you to not step out on it, especially when you know that you'll be good at it. You know that that's what you've been wanting. So take the opportunity. Take the chance. Go for it. Because you don't want to regret, like Jessica said. I know that feeling. There's been many opportunities that I have uh, just let slip through my fingers because I wasn't ready. I didn't have the time. Uh, it wasn't right for me at this particular time. And those opportunities never came back. And now I'm wondering where, what if. You know, we speak from personal experience. You know, we know how you're feeling. And it's okay. It's okay to have doubt and fear, but the difference is don't let the doubt and fear stop you. Let the doubt and fear empower you. And when you let that happen, that's when you're going to go for gold. What do you think on that, Jess? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And you know, you said, like, fear and doubt, like, don't let them stop you. You know, fear and doubt are not real. You know, because what are you fearing? If it hasn't happened yet, it's not real. You're fearing something that doesn't exist. If you're feeling failure, well, failure hasn't happened. So if you're saying that you're, you know, you're afraid, well, if I'm afraid if I start, I'm not going to do it. Well, 
where is that coming from? You're completely making it up. Like, that's just something you're creating. And you know what? Why not create something more beautiful? Why not? If you can create fear, if you can create doubt, then you can create the life you want to live. Because neither event has happened yet. So whichever one that you choose to create is really up to you. And, you know, just like Akina, I've had times in my life where I'm sitting back and saying, what if I would have acted upon it? What if I would have done it? But let me tell you something. I'm not saying what if ever again. And I vow from this moment on, and I'm saying this publicly on air, and I know there's people listening tonight from all over the world and people who will listen to this in podcast time, and I'm telling you from now on in the rest of my life, I will never, ever say what if again. I will never have that as a regret because if there's something I want, I'm going to invest in me. I'm going to believe in myself, and I'm going to find out what I'm capable of. And Akina, can you get behind me on that? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. We have a lot of things that we're going to do. You have a lot of things that you're going to do, and all you have to do is do it. You are the owner of your destiny. If you want to make it happen, create it now. Start today. Make it happen. I'm behind you totally. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, you heard it. Akina and I are bashing um, on the air in front of all of our listeners that we will never say what if again. And you know, I hope that some of you tonight listening to this call, you know, can make that same promise to yourself. That if you want to make it public, you can promise it on our Facebook wall too. But you know, whenever you're hearing this call, so you know, if you listen to this in a year from now and you just write on your Facebook, our Facebook wall, you know, I promise. To always and you know, to never say what if again, we'll we'll know what you're talking about and we'll like that comment. But um, you know, it, it's almost at that time, uh, you know, mid hour when we end our calls. But the last thing I kind of want to say before we close and before I finish my kind of segment tonight is that it's sometimes you know we fear or we think it's going to be hard when we get started. And I'm here to tell you, it's really not usually as hard as you think. You know, once you actually get to that place of action, you find that it was really the anticipation, it was really the procrastination, it was really, you know, the the fear of, like as the case of the fear of getting started, that was kind of the worst part. And once you actually get on that journey, the rest is pretty easy, and it's probably a lot easier than you thought it would be. So, you know, I want you tonight, whatever it is that you want to do, when you finish listening to this call, do one thing to make that vision, to make that goal transform from an image in your head to the reality of what you're living. You know, whether or not it's making a phone call, registering for a class if you want to go back to school, or registering for garnish, I've inspired you to raise, even if you, like me, feel like you may not have been capable at the moment. You know, whatever it is that you want to do, just go outside and take a step to make it happen. Akina, is there anything you want to add before we close our call tonight? Well, yes, we have a special announcement today. Uh, we want to let everybody know especially, uh, that we are now on Stitcher Radio. So if you are a Stitcher fan, you have it in your car, why don't you just listen to Changing Minds Online on that wonderful ride to and from work? We are there, and we are... Uh, 24 hours a day to uh, motivate and inspire you. We're also on ChangingMindsOnline.com, iTunes, Podomatic, and you can reach us on Facebook, 
Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and Google Plus. Very good. And and then Gina's wanted to give a special like shout out and gratitude for Akina for setting all that up because Akina can tell you that you know I, I actually had to call her today from my personal profile and I asked her how to set up the pinup. So you know if it wasn't for Akina we wouldn't be on anything. So thank you Akina for getting that getting that done and, and letting you know all of our audience to reach us from whichever way that they prefer the most and and thank you for doing that. But you oh, know um, on you. that note. Yeah, absolutely. You know, on that note, guys, um, I'm going to sign off now. God bless everyone. Have a great night. Thank you for calling in and taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you're listening in podcast time, you know, we love you. Have a great day and get started on creating your life. Goodbye.